0: It's better to keep your mouth shut and let people think you're an idiot than to open it and leave no doubt. We'll be back. F-A-C-K. We'll
1: be back. So quit asking. Personal file.
2: 69. Offense. Who's giving them the business? You got barbecue back?
1: It to you, and That's a big
0: kick for Pauly Fricano. You know, I hope there's Bigfoot. I don't think there is. What a beautiful woman. Wow. he's AJ's doing Whoa. some things right there. So if you're us. a youngster in
1: Alabama, start getting the football out and throw it around the backyard with Bob.
2: Welcome to the podcast.
3: Welcome back. It's the Three Man Rush podcast. We missed you really bad. We missed you. So, so bad over the weekend. We got some football in, though, and ready to discuss it. There was plenty to be uh, said about last weekend across the country. But we're going to hop right into it. We're going to get you some clown noses uh, from our viewpoints. Um, Who wants to take a clown nose stab real quick uh, first? I do. I do.
2: My clown nose goes out to anybody in the NFL other than the Eagles that thinks they have a chance against the Bills this year. I watched some – this week was the Bills bye week, so I watched – most of the games on Sunday. I'm telling you right now there's not a there's not a team as good as us in the NFL. So Clown knows all of them.
3: What about the dolphins.
2: Well, dolphins are garbage. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: But we also missed like eight of our starters that game. Yeah, well I
3: can, I can tell you the Bears are hearing some excuses.
1: But we'll keep it in the AFC East. Um, I'm gonna actually give a fruit basket out today. I'm feeling generous, feeling feeling like I need to spread some good good word to the people out there. Um, Bailey Zappi is awesome. I don't I don't know if I could say this more. He's him. Sixth round pick. The Patriots are doing it again.
2: Is that also a clown nose on Mac Jones kicking um Jaquan Brisker in the nuts and then throwing an interception in the next play? And then getting benched. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I don't think he's gonna get that back. That first drive Bailey Zappi had tonight was incredible. So
2: I saw a I meme think that said that uh, was a
1: waste of a pick, bust. I'm saying it. Mac Jones is a
2: bust. I I saw a meme that said that showed uh, Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady saying that to each other at a Patriots practice, and then they um like rubbed off the smog off the off those uh, of his glasses, and it was just Matt Jones and Bailey Zappi sending that to each other. We had another yeah. situation coming.
1: Oh, yeah. And well, I mean, Matt. Bailey
3: Zappi for the next 10 years. It's funny that we we compare Bailey Zappi to Tom Brady, but we also compare Mac Jones to Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe is freaking good. <laughs> Mac yeah, Jones, he was. Mac Jones has been good for like two or three games. Hey,
1: not a lot of people know Drew Bledsoe got Drew Bledsoe twice. He ha- It happened to him at the Patriots with Tom Brady, and then it happened to the Cowboys with Tony Romo.
3: Good old Tony. Eastern yeah, Illinois man. puts out some quarterbacks, man. Uh, not only Tony Romo, but Jimmy Garoppolo, both Eastern Illinois Italians. Oh, yeah. I'm going to give a special clown nose here, and I'm going to go back to these Saturdays on college football. Uh, there's, there's a lot of clown noses to go out to the country, but there's a special one that needs to be placed on South Florida, and that's the Miami Hurricanes. They deserve a massive clown nose because they got absolutely pants by the Duke Blue Devils. And that's only acceptable to be pantsed by the Duke Blue Devils in basketball. Um, If you're getting pantsed by the Duke Blue Devils in football, you deserve a clown nose. Mario Cristobal, I thought, was a good hire. Um, And it is his first year, so you got to give him some time. Seems like there might have been a lot more wrong with Miami than we previously thought. Um, We're going to get into it here in a second, but I want to go through our picks for our conference championship games that we had at the beginning of the season, because a lot of us picked Miami. And, boy, would we rerun on that one.
1: Yeah.
2: Way wrong.
3: Um, But yeah, Miami deserves a massive clown nose. I mean, it's just, you can lose to um, a couple teams. Duke isn't one of them as a Miami. I think Duke is actually not that bad. Um, But they, I mean, they killed Miami 45-21. I know that probably was a little bit closer in the third quarter because Duke scored 21 in the fourth, but boy. You know, when when Duke Blue Devils are doing the upside-down U and breaking it on their knee, and you're getting pantsed at home. <laughs> Not a lot of promising things going on there in Miami this season. The outlook isn't very pretty to me either.
1: I feel like if you get pantsed by a school like Duke, I feel like you need to suspend football operations for a year.
3: It's like a death penalty.
2: feels yeah. like they've uh, suspended their football program since Jimmy Johnson left. We got nothing to show for anything.
3: Well, they had one championship in 2001. Since then, and yeah, boy, you're not wrong. Uh, since the, I thought Mark Richt could maybe get it together, he seemed like a pretty consistent coach um, yeah. there for a little bit. But man, he 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 was out. Um, I think he had some Parkinson's disease, so that was obviously not cool. That's tough one. Um, yeah, done. Not a cool cool break there. But um, Miami has just been so uh, so unlucky, but also just bad. And this was another one of those weeks where it's just bad.
1: Darn, I'm so upset.
3: <laughs> yeah. Now the thing is, is that they don't really consistently fill up their stadium. So some of these home games against Duke don't feel like, a middle Middle Tennessee State, they do not feel like big time games.
2: Here's so sure. here's my question. It's something. I it's not about that game, but um, how much longer do you give Jimbo? So
3: I I think we were gonna. I, I had this on the on the docket to talk about later i i i want to ask another question besides that one is that i'm watching those two games those two teams would you rather have shane beamer or jimbo fisher shane beamer Shane beamer i kind of agree right now and i know jimbo fisher has the the track record he's won championship shane and beamer shane, shane beamer looks like a good coach
2: he's doing some things the game cards are ranked
3: i don't i don't think they should be ranked but that I don't think that's, they should be ranked either but uh, hey. So, is it North Carolina? Look
2: at North Carolina. I'm pretty sure that they're 6-1. and one. But, yeah, no, Carolina, I'm saying – It's very good. If you would have told me that the Gamecocks would have would be better this year than the than Texas A&M, I'd probably laugh at you. But it's the truth. A&M's a joke once again.
3: Yeah, and I actually do think, though, that this is not A&M's complete fault. I think this is more on Jimbo Fisher than A&M or their players
2: right now. Hire an O.C., It's so bad. It's so bad. They have Their offense is horrible. It's not as bad as I was, but their offense is horrible. Jimbo Fisher is the main – he's calling the plays. He's too stubborn to hire offensive coordinator. The same
1: exact offense they ran back at Oregon or wherever – Florida State. Like, he has not evolved his team one bit from those moments, and they
2: still play the exact same way. There's few few coaches in the country that can – like, be a coach and also be the offensive coordinator at the same time. One of them is Lincoln Riley. He does a good job at it. I don't know. I mean, Chip Kelly, Chip, Chip Kelly back in the day could probably do it. Sarkeesian, yeah. Uh, but
1: Chip Kelly now. Chip Kelly's still
2: him. Jimbo Fisher is not I mean. one of them. Jimbo Fisher needs a Jameis Winston on his team if he's going to call the plays, and well, he doesn't what, have that this that's year. That's
3: what I was going to say is even when they do score, it's not on a base, base play. It's like on a, a crazy scramble that, you know – Haynes King or somebody random out there that's playing quarterback, whoever it is makes an incredible play. Like it takes it's them. Fun. Everything is so hard for them to score. And with that many big time recruits, it shouldn't be that hard. They have so much yeah. speed on the field. They, they, they've got to utilize it better. I don't think I've seen them run a swing pass all year. And they have two of the fastest guys in college football.
2: Run a little check down, run a screen every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, come on.
1: A- to they... lose every single one of those players. They
3: paid $10 million to be
2: there. Especially if Jimbo gets fired.
1: Oh yeah.
3: Oh, I don't know. I I think there's a chance that if they he gets fired and they hire if they hire within that, it actually ends up being better for him.
2: What would that What would that buyout look like? It
3: would look like the Louisiana purchase, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> would it be the biggest buyout in call trouble history? It would have to be, right?
3: I I can't think of a bigger one. I I mean, well, Scott Frost was pretty big, um, but it's certainly not as big as Jimbo Fisher. Who else has been? In recent history, I definitely think it is. Yeah. So, they've got five more games. They've got Ole Miss, Florida, Auburn, UMass, LSU. I think they're only going to win two of those. Um, I don't know. See, that Florida's, would put them at seven and five, right? They've been in
2: Florida. It's going to be a dog fight.
3: Oh, gosh, yeah. I, that's another game. I can just tell you. I, I might even bet overtime on that one. I think I'll take the Gators in that one, though. Yeah, it's at A&M, which makes it a little um, tougher. But, yeah, that's later on down the line. I'm glad you asked that, though. But I think I think you know we'd be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit more about Shane Beamer and what is happening in South Carolina. It's probably not the game we should have started off with, but it is. It was an interesting game for sure on Saturday night. South Carolina, man. So they're already what five and two? They've yeah. uh, or six and two? Maybe I'd have to check that. But they five have two. And two. Lock, five and two. So they've I think they've won quietly four in a row. Um, but they, they this is a team that uh, maybe has a chance at the end of the year here against Clemson. What do you guys think about that?
2: It'd be a fun matchup. I can. I I would love to see it happen. I just every time I mean I feel like Clemson has a chance to lose every week, and then they just pull away late at the end. Yeah, but I mean I I would love to see it happen. Spencer Rattler didn't play bad last game. He didn't have a turnover. He also didn't have any touchdowns, but
3: it seems like he's kind of getting his footing there, though.
2: Yeah, just a new offense he had to learn. He can stay
3: one more year, right? I think he has two if he wants, but I could be wrong.
1: I, if ended, I'm, uh, him, I'm staying at least
2: another year.
3: Yeah. No, I don't think there's, I don't think he's going to go to the NFL right now. He didn't throw for many yards on Saturday, but they ran the ball really effectively. So it wasn't really an issue.
2: Well, it's just, it's like an adjustment because he's got a, he's got, um, less talent on the offensive side of the ball that, that he did at OU. It's new offense. Is just, yeah. just, I mean, he's doing, I mean, they're five and two, so he can't really, can't really shit on them. Yeah. There's a couple of football to win couple things that I think are,
3: and you know that, I don't know if you guys, um, we were probably a little bit too uh, young to remember the Beamer ball as in its days at Virginia tech, but they made an emphasis on special teams and, you know, not having penalties. And that was kind of how they'd beat teams. They were more disciplined, more tough. And that's kind of starting to shape up for South Carolina. You saw that they had a, um, a fumble return for a, a touchdown, a, a, a kickoff return for a touchdown. So that portion of the game, they've been so excellent. in. And that's what good coaches do, those small details, those, you know, special teams, penalties, right, those kind of things. Yeah. And Shane Beamer has shown that he's able to do that early in his career. And that's only going to make South Carolina better and better. Tonka Hemingway, though, their defensive tackle, leads the country. I think he has an insane amount of fumble recoveries. I got to look it up. He had two in their last game. I want to get how many he has right because it's insane.
2: So one of their two
3: losses are against Georgia. Yes, and then the other one was to Arkansas on the road. I think they lost by 13.
2: It was two good losses, though.
3: I don't know if Arkansas is a great loss now. but That's, yeah. when, Ar-
2: that's when Arkansas was like in, their, in their stride, though. They were still undefeated. They had all the hype behind them still.
3: Yeah, I don't think Arkansas is a bad team. It's not a horrible loss by any means, but I think if those two teams played now, it'd be a, a, I think you'd have to say South Carolina would have a better chance. Yeah. Okay, so this guy has six fumble recoveries. Six.
1: <laughs> they,
3: played, they played uh,
2: seven games. That's
3: crazy. Yeah. We had two in the last game, so um, hell of a season for him, or maybe just uh, in the right place at the right time. A little bit of both. All right, so I do want to go ahead and sh- we'll do this whenever Calvin gets here. We'll check uh, our conference championship game picks from earlier uh, before the season started and kind of go through them since we're past the halfway point now. Uh, I think it'll be fun, but I do want to talk about, I think the, the first game we have to talk about is game day. Um, we already talked about South Carolina and Texas a but UCLA and Oregon, uh number nine versus number ten, the kind of the matchup of the Pac twelve um this week. I I think it's hard to get through this game without talking about the uniforms. What did you guys think about Oregon's uniforms? Did
2: they have uh, the they had the pink on it, didn't they?
3: Yeah, pink numbers with yellow and then the black, like all black jerseys.
2: Horrendous. Mm, I hated just, them. <laughs> I mean like they just they'll, they'll they just scrap just... them.
1: They just grabbed like the CEO of Nike, his daughter's little highlighter book bag and just started coloring on a jersey. And then there they got that's what they looked
2: like.
3: Yeah, I cannot say I was a fan of them. And I love UCLA's uniforms. I love their colors. So I was hoping that, you know, maybe we didn't have to see two absolutely bright, highlighted color uniforms. I know it's breast cancer awareness, but I mean, I think at this point we're aware of breast cancer. Oh, I've been aware since I was born. Like, do you think do you think any women or or dudes, I guess, I guess guys can get breast cancer too. You think they're ever watching a football game, and like, oh, he's got pink on. I'm gonna go get my boobs checked.
2: Hey.
3: It saves a couple of lives, it does enough. I guess, yeah. No, hey, certainly, certainly that, a good cause. A great cause. A great cause. Yeah.
1: yeah. That opens up the up opportunity me. of thinking about checking. You know, you could get a nice little grab and check yourself. It's always yeah. good to give yourself a little test.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, like calipers, I guess. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Uh, yeah. I, the the actual game, though. So the uniforms, I, I wish, you know, it's a great cause. I just wish they were a little bit better done, I guess. I loved the old pink helmets that Oregon wore, those one times. Those were sweet. But uh, the game, I want to say something you guys can tell me if I'm crazy. Throw week one out. Tell me Bo Nix isn't a Heisman run right now.
2: He played. He played amazing last game. He's playing. He's playing real well, other than the Georgia game. So I mean, he can definitely throw his name in there.
3: Yeah, I just want people been, to think about it. He's been
1: surprising. I won't lie. I mean, his name is his nickname is Bo Picks for a reason. He throws the ball to the other team, but I mean, he has kept it on his own side this
3: year. I'll say. He had a couple throws, and they have a, a receiver that I think we we have to mention because. Mario Cristobal last year, and it's kind of been a culmination of shitting on him this week because Miami is so bad. They ran the football so much that they had a couple of receivers that just were not noticed. This Troy Franklin guy for Oregon is a freak, absolutely freak. He's he's incredible. Made a lot of great plays. He's been a, a big downfield threat, and then I think he led them in. I think he had like four touchdowns, maybe. So and Bo Nix had five total. So he's obviously throwing to him. Oregon is a, a sneaky team now. I, I know that they. They got killed by Georgia, and we kind of wrote them off. But they they have some good wins, and they've also looked impressive in all these games. I mean, they the, the score was not uh, indicative of, of – it was kind of a blowout against UCLA, and I think we all thought
2: UCLA was the best or second-best team in the Pac-12. Um, I think I've uh, switched my views a little bit. I think Oregon's the best team in the Pac-12 after watching. I kind of do too, man. They, got,
3: there's, I, not a, there's not a position they're bad at.
2: They got, got a pretty cool. good defense. Led
1: by I'm
2: uh, about UCLA, I hate to say. It. I mean, I, I, like you can't choose one game and say that team's written off because of it. I mean, that, I mean, guess that could be UC, uh, UCLA's game. I mean, Oregon got blown out by Georgia. Obviously, Oregon at the level of Georgia, but UCLA got beaten down pretty bad against Oregon. So, I mean, if they can bounce back, uh, when the rest of their games, are season, I mean, you can't really write them off. UCLA,
3: UCLA did play a really bad non-conference and the, to the, to this point they hadn't really played anybody of the Oregon's caliber. So it is interesting that they kind of got, they kind of got blown out. Um, yeah. But, I certainly don't think it's their last loss in the schedule, but I mean, you never know. Yeah. No, I'm still impressed by UCLA. I still think they're a good team and that's why I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed by uh, Oregon and the atmosphere at Odson at is the best in the pac 12. I don't care who you are. the The Washington has a cool atmosphere every now and then. Autzen Stadium is consistent, and Oregon, you know, it's always loud there, always intimidating, doesn't matter what time of the day. This time they got 2.30, and they kick some ass. That's just quite well, honestly what
2: happened. I mean, their football crowd doesn't really fit in with the rest of the Pac-12. They got some pretty lousy fans over there, but Oregon is consistently – they consistently packed their stadium. They're always loud. So, shout-out to them. My God, did you see Stanford's crowd? It's, it's embarrassing. Oh, that was so depressing. i am telling you, teams in California, just. Just take football out of California, make them their own country. Or maybe just have they don't, they one, just, one massive team. Maybe. I don't know. They really, they really don't care about their football down there. And it's a disgrace
3: because you know, the amount
2: of the amount of football talent they have down there, you would think that they'd be able to pack out their stadiums and everything. But these California kids, they got to see that and say, I'm probably going to go somewhere else after watching this for like the past decade, at least.
3: Yeah. Well, and the thing is, it used to be, uh, used to be just a, an issue for the pro teams but you know the college teams had at least some some students the campus was good but it, that's not even the case anymore
2: i mean they don't they don't care if they're not if they're not a, a playoff contender and it's sad because i mean you see teams of the big 12 like struggling teams of the big 12 they continue to pack out their games no matter what they just care about right. their football
3: well you see west virginia and iowa state are two of the worst teams in the big 12 this year and they consistently have had sellouts and it's not yeah. just the Big 12. It's the same thing for a lot of the Big 10 and SEC schools as well. Um, yeah, so so the other thing is about that too, Drew, is that the two or three best high school teams every year come from California. I mean, you look at yeah. modern day St. John Bosco. Gosh, Bishop Gorman's not California, but it's in Arizona or Nevada. Uh, like, they, those are the three of the best teams, and they just don't have the crowds in college, so it's weird.
2: Yeah, you know, I don't get it.
1: They cheer more for the high school than – anything else
3: that's actually true though the high school crowds seem to be pretty like normal pretty big so weird weird and that's probably just parents and all that you know it's just the community but whatever it is at college is is different let's talk about iowa ohio state i don't want to talk about this game too long because it was so boring um because ohio state's just a whole bunch better has there been a game this year in the Big Ten between you know Ohio State, Michigan, any of these teams that hasn't been you know a twenty point spread and been covered? Like I'm, I'm waiting to see Ohio State or Michigan get truly, truly tested, and it just hasn't happened. And I don't, I didn't think it was going to be Iowa, but boy, I didn't think Iowa was that fucking bad. You know, hey,
1: I will say Iowa looked good the first about ten minutes of that game.
2: And they got a good defense. It's just Ohio State's offense is that good. But when you don't have an offense, you're going to get blown out of most games with a competent offense. Like, I'm pretty sure I saw a stat that Brett, Brett McMurphy tweeted that said, Iowa points in the first in the first quarter seven, Iowa yards in the first quarter eight. It a defensive touchdown.
3: How, do you, how, how is it that, like, it's this, this bad, though? Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure if you went out there and you ran a middle school offense coordinator out there and he just said, hey, we're running it right and we're running it
2: left. You get some yards. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing how bad their offense is. You're telling me you're a D1 program that's had moderate success the past 20 years, like a decent football program. But you can't recruit a single guy on offense that could they can make a difference. Not a single one.
3: They had one though, and he transferred to Purdue, Charlie Jones Jr., one of the better receivers in the country. And they just kind of let him go. I don't I don't I'm sure that he they wanted him to stay, but I'm not sure that he. I'm not sure even he could take this offense though.
2: Oh, Charlie Jones in your made the correct choice. Oh yeah, pretty, pretty obvious. <laughs>
3: yeah, no, yeah. I agree. And he gets, and he gets more of an opportunity there too. It's not just that Iowa's was worse than Purdue, but that Purdue throws the ball more. Uh, the, the, I mean, the other thing is about Iowa. To this point, it doesn't even seem like they're playing
2: football. Like they're playing a completely different sport. They're that bad at offense. And they're just it's- hoping that. Their punter can get the ball to one yard line every time. Safety. We're getting a safety. Did you see their punter fake the punt this week? <laughs> oh, it was bad. Yeah, it was bad.
3: <laughs> he just. Got...
1: I mean, everything about that team just is horrific.
2: It, I'm you've... telling you, if, if I'm Iowa, I'm running. I'm running ten to fifteen trick plays a game, just to try to get something.
3: I agree. I honestly, I, I honestly think about putting going to Wildcat.
2: Look, yeah, I mean, it can be worse. Spencer Petras might be the worst quarterback of the entire country. More I like there, Spencer
3: don't. Petras, Drew. I don't think there's any might at this point. <laughs> he is the worst, and and the fact that they don't have anybody formidable at backup. I mean, the, you saw the offense coordinator, uh, Kirk Ferentz. Which boy, talk about some nepotism there. Uh, he was. <laughs> he's asked if if you know if there's any reason to go with the backup. Uh, if it, if there's any downside to it, and he goes,
2: "What what's the upside? <laughs> Anything else, man? Maybe getting more than eight yards a quarter." Right. Yeah. Like, like I said, I've seen people hit, been hit in the backfield and they stumble. They stumble for around nine yards. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, B. John Robinson was just making people, uh, you know, carrying people for a first
2: down. That's ten. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like it, it's insane how they can't even a, a whole first quarter. They don't. They don't have enough yards to get a fucking first down. It's incredible.
3: That is, that is pretty incredible. And I They're do going wanna, like
2: doing do to get some credits rolls yeah, oh, how many God. plays did they run? Was, they had to go late. So you give them, you give them twenty chances to get a first down. Hold That's on, great. let me let me think about this. You give you give Iowa, this year's Iowa team, thirty chances to try to get a first down against Georgia's defense last year. You okay. think they do it?
3: Wait, thirty chan thirty plays? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <none of> so. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> from how far out? Question. Like
2: a, oh, like, it's a ten yard, a thing, look, like an you first and ten. Yeah, first and ten. Then you get thirty plays to get a first down.
3: Well, the first play, okay. Are you saying that? So there's 30 plays of just them playing offense, even if they turn it over. They get to. Oh, well, no. Okay. No,
2: I'm saying like they get 30 plays on first and 10. They okay. Get 10 yards against Georgia's defense last year. Do they get I one, think
3: one play where they get a first down?
2: Yeah. I think I mean, they, get, go, they get a to...
3: pass interference or something in there and they get a first down.
2: If I'm them, I'm just QB sneaking 10 times. Well, 30 times.
3: Yeah. Well, I don't think they'd get a first down at that point. <laughs>
2: I don't know. It's I means Jordan bad.
3: Davis would impede any movement. That's yeah, true. That's a good point. Just got to put that big boy in there.
2: All right. Uh, but do, do you
3: guys... I know we talked about Jimbo Fisher earlier. I mean, at this point, Iowa's got to be kind of in the same boat. Like, they've been... Kirk Ferentz has been there for an awful lot longer than Jimbo Fisher. has been there since, I think, 1999. He might be the longest tenured coach in college football. But it is not getting any better. Like, At what point do you think they... Start to think about maybe change making a change. Oh,
2: they like better start thinking about reference. it right
3: now. Right now,
2: for I me, mean, I mean, this might be the worst offense in college football history.
3: Yeah, no, I there's no question about it. I feel like there's a time where like every coach
1: needs to look at himself in the mirror and be like, hey, maybe this isn't working, we need
2: to switch directions a little bit. Yeah, but clearly. Clearly, something is not going right. Well, the thing is, like you think he'd try to switch up the offense every once in a while, just like try something new. Yeah, some points on the board, and but it's just it's just bad football. That's all I can say about it. It's horrible football.
3: Well, let's go from the number uh, or the last ranked scoring offense in the country to the number one ranked scoring offense in the country, and that's the TCU Horn Frogs. They obviously had another big home game um, against Kansas State. I think a lot of people are going to talk about you know how the quarterback situation at Camp State and a bunch of different teams now that TCU has played. There's been a lot of backup quarterbacks. What do you guys make of that? And how much credit do you give TCU despite the fact that they've been playing a lot of backups or or, or hurt quarterbacks, um, even at home the last two two, two weeks?
2: I mean, you got to give them some credit. I mean, they're seven and zero, so they're obviously doing something. Like them scoring on offense has nothing to do with the, do what they're doing with the other other team's oh, quarterback.
3: Certainly, certainly, yeah.
2: But like, at some point you gotta say, this team just might, they might just be dirty as hell.
3: This is it not a complete coincidence.
2: Yeah, I mean, four quarterbacks in what is it five weeks now? I think so. Yeah, and
3: Spencer Sanders was already hurt, so I don't know if it was them that did that.
2: I mean, They're claiming yeah, just,
1: victims. Yeah, you know, they are. Someone needs to do something about it.
2: Well, it was, uh, the numbers did have to do am with I the just other ones?
1: It because. No, I shouldn't say that.
2: He he laid out. He laid out Dylan Gabriel after. I mean, about five seconds after he slid. So like, was number six have anything to do with the other other quarterback injuries? Oh
3: gosh, I don't know. I, I do. I,
2: I he did actually
3: hit on the one against uh, Kansas. He yeah, he was on the tackle against Jalen Daniels. I do want to say though, as an OU fan, I can definitely see why you would you would think that they were the dirty team because that one was egregious. I don't know if the one against Kansas State was bad, but I mean they got to the
2: third string against Kansas State, so there was two yeah. of them. Yeah, you know, Will Howard get, came in there and started – I mean, he's he's playing well. Yeah, certainly. And then, boom, he's out now. He's out now, too. And you got to – I mean, I'm telling you right now. I mean, K-State already struggles enough with how with recruiting. So, once you get done to the third-string quarterback, you know, it's just well, – Oh, the third-string they
3: have is actually a, – was a four-star, Jake Rubley. Uh was really? a pretty big recruit. One of the bigger recruits. And they, they have another four-star big-time quarterback coming in, Al Alizé Al- Johnson or something like that. I can't remember his name. Um. I could be wrong. Let me make sure I have his name. Avery Johnson's right. Um, I think we went to a high school with a girl named Al Zay.
2: No, we know, did. Right? Yeah, so yeah. that's why I
3: thought that. We but did. anyways, um, th- they've been recruiting that position a little better. But it's just that I mean, anytime you get to your third-string quarterback, it's hard to win a game. But TCU deserves some credit with what they've done on offense, obviously. Quentin Johnson is just a freak. Darius Davis is that guy, an incredible two-punch. So, I'm telling you what, if that guy doesn't go top ten, there's something
1: very wrong in the NFL Quentin Johnston should be the first receiver taken off the board
3: well Darius Uh, Davis too is has okay so there's this guy I want to shout him out at recruiting analytics he does basically who's the fastest ball carrier in college football every week uh, Darius Davis has been the fastest ball carrier four out of eight weeks TCU has had a bye so so four out of the seven times he's touched the field he has been the fastest ball carrier in the entire country and so a TCU guy yeah, he had a catch against Kansas State for a touchdown that he ran 23 miles per hour on, which is you also fucking can't, fast.
2: You, you also can't forget about Savian Williams, too. Savian Williams is a good receiver as well.
3: Yeah, he had a big game against OU. Uh, I don't know how good he's done since then, but, he, yeah, you're right. I mean, they have a bunch of guys. Tay Barber's not bad. Um, the tight end, Jared Wiley's not bad. And then Kendra Miller is an incredible running back. So, TCU's yeah. offense, there's there's no holes there um I still think I, I don't want to get ahead of myself I still think Oklahoma State's a better team now I think we're better than when we're healthy I think I think we just kind of screwed that one up but we we're also very beat up um you know we saw a guy retire the game after the game and then Brock Martin wasn't didn't even play Brock Martin dislocated his shoulder and his elbow last year and played so like for him not to play it had to be bad um and yeah so the, the, big, the big 12 still open um obviously but this TCU win solidifies them as the top team in the conference standings wise for sure. Is uh, I said
1: it earlier. Sorry, Drew, but I said it earlier. The top three teams in the Big Twelve are TCU, OSU, and Texas,
2: and I still wholeheartedly believe that right now.
3: Okay, so you think Kansas State's not as good as Texas is?
2: No, I still think Texas. Oh. I think I still think Texas will beat Kansas State.
3: I don't know, man. So that game's in Kansas State or and in, in Manhattan. I if Adrian Martinez is healthy, I think they're a better team than Texas. I really do.
2: Uh, the, Quinn know, I saw, I the,
3: the Quinn Ewers I saw, the I saw on Saturday was not impressive.
2: Oh, he is horrible. He played horrible. Three interceptions was like nineteen for forty. He, played, he hey, finally 19, looked nineteen, 19 like... for
3: nineteen for fifty. He was nineteen for forty-nine. Jeez. Oh, I I think he
1: finally had his classic freshman game. I mean, we got to remember, kids, what
2: nineteen
1: twenty? Like it's also our his, age.
2: it's his first road start. So yeah,
1: I I mean I, I don't I don't I won't. Hit that on the head too hard, because I mean that's going to be a learning experience for him.
3: Well, let's talk about this game whenever we get Calvin on, because uh, he was at the game uh, as well uh, at the actual um, game. Boom, pig and tool. So we'll talk about Oklahoma State, Texas when he comes on. You when you mentioned you mentioned uh, young quarterbacks, I think we got to talk about Barry Morton too.
2: He's playing real good. He's looking really, really good.
3: Is that who you want to talk about, Drew? Yeah,
2: I mean <laughs> I called out that Texas Tech fan for saying that he's better than Quinn Ewers, but. He might be right.
3: He might be right, and I think that there's something to Baron Morton. Like he's got the the talent, and and it has a big arm, and and seems to be pretty mobile. He has all the physical tools, but it seems like he might have a little bit of, I don't know, moxie, whatever that that it factor is. Does I think to- I think you got to keep him at quarterback. I don't think you can put in Tyler Shuck.
2: Does he uh, does he got a little Mahomes in him?
3: I mean, I, I think Texas Tech fans hopefully hopefully he's got a little more than Patrick Mahomes has <laughs> at the college ranks, but I mean. I don't know. There, there something to him. Like, I, I – whenever he played against Oklahoma State, I, I, you could kind of tell the whole team kind of, you know, used his own energy to kind of, you know, push them forward. And I thought that they're – they need to, you know, keep him in, see what he can do, you know. Let, let him be the leader of this team because this isn't a team that's going to win the Big 12. This isn't a team that's going to win 10 games. So let him make some mistakes and let him learn and, and be the leader that you have for the future. Hey,
1: I'll say – I'll say he was the only reason that Tech was in that game with OSU. The only reason.
3: Yeah, they, they have some good players. They, they have some good receivers. I like. I think Texas Tech is going to be a good team in the future at the Big 12. I think they, they have a good fan base. They're putting money into their program, but they also have the right coach now.
2: See, yeah, I, I wasn't able to watch. I looked at his stats, but I wasn't able to watch the game. But I will say the game against OSU, he's making some throws where I think very few quarterbacks in the country can make those throws.
3: Certainly. Oh, certainly. And they were ones, and this is a guy that we have to realize this also about him is that this is not just a random guy. I mean, there's a guy that was number two in the elite 11, number two yeah. or three. I can't remember if it was number two or three in the elite 11. This is a big time quarterback. And a lot of people that, you know, he's from a smaller town, but was a higher, higher recruit, um, committed to, to tech early. So he didn't have all the big time offers, but he was a top 100, top 100, 200 recruit. Um, but if you take away the recruiting rankings and you just watch those guys play him and Quinn, it would be hard for me to say that I don't. I, I've watched both of them in person now. I, I take Brandon Morton right now, and I'm sure Quinn uh, will have better games than he did Saturday too.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm texting Galvin.
3: There you go. Uh, the, the only thing else I want to talk about that game is. do do you guys who who do you think is better right now texas tech or a baylor oklahoma you know what's what's that second second uh, tier team in the big 12 right now that scares you because to me that's texas tech i think they're the team you just don't want to play
2: i might agree with that one um i think if dylan gabriel plays against texas tech i think that game would be a shootout oh my gosh yeah like like both teams scoring 50 points
3: oh we could see a 66 59 again
2: oh that's the most yards of offense of all time the Big 12 was Baker versus Mahomes in 2016
3: one of the better games better games you'll ever get to sit and watch just so fascinating
2: i, I hope think that both happens teams, again yeah i think both teams in that game had exactly 718 yards of offense
3: that's nuts i remember Joe Mixon having a, an incredible game that game
2: oh he he went off he's awesome
3: uh yeah but i mean the other thing we got uh, uh, this Texas tech West Virginia game, this was a blowout and it doesn't seem like anybody had blown out anybody in the big 12. So for Texas tech to do it, it's obviously impressive. Um, especially with West Virginia coming off a win against Baylor where it seemed like maybe they had their mojo back.
2: Trust me. There's been a, there's been a couple other blowouts I can think of right off the top of my head, but. Oh yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I guess, I guess that's true. I didn't think about yeah, it. But... Could, I could think of a few.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Yeah, that Texas Tech offense with Baron Morton in there, they're they're capable of scoring than anybody in the country. Yeah, and fast and fast too. Oh, certain yeah, they they get the ball quick and and they're going to get it going. That's
3: always been Tech's motto. Uh Tom, I want to let you know though, the Marshall Thundering Herd took down the James Madison Dukes this weekend 26-12 on the James Madison home turf. Huge win for the Marshall Thundering Herd and I uh, just want to let you know.
1: Yeah.
3: I'm not going I looked
1: at that score and Actually got really upset because I knew you were gonna say some shit about
3: it. Yeah, I'm just pumped That's from a kind of marshal. Marshall. Uh, I have not watched the highlights yet. Uh, I'll probably watch the highlights. Might as well. Twenty six to twelve doesn't sound like a too bad of a ball game. Hey, Jake, uh,
2: before this before this time expires, I'm just gonna I just gotta say, uh, we were wrong about Minnesota. <laughs> My God.
3: Oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it on the other side. <laughs> that was one of my picks where I was, I was you know, uh, updating the record for what I picked. And I was looking at it and I said, oh my gosh. Can't believe yeah. I picked it. Can't believe I made that <laughs> choice. Yeah, that's a bad one. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about the rest of the Big Ten and some of their games on on, on the other side of this little quick break right here.
2: I... All right, we're back.
3: We're gonna shift into some other games that happened this Saturday. I think that the 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 ESPN nightcap game was Penn State Minnesota as a whiteout. Me and Drew Garrett made a bold prediction that the Gophers
2: were gonna win this one, and boy, were Bad. we wrong on that one! <laughs> yeah, we were wrong. We were real wrong. Horrific pick. Hey, they did it again. I might I might pick it again. I really might. <laughs> I wouldn't do it, but I was, I'd think about it for sure. I <laughs> bet it gets to whiteout, man. Come on. I've seen Penn State lose multiple whiteouts. Yeah, well, they're also playing like Ohio State and Michigan, so it's a little <laughs> different. But <laughs>
3: yeah, pretty sure they could have played that game on the moon and Minnesota. Wasn't winning. Oh yeah, wow.
2: Well, um, yeah, it was a it was a tough pick by. I mean, I, I just I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, Ibrahim. Yeah, State. I- no. he- it's like Draymond Dream Cavaliers. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that was a bad pick. But I, it's one of
3: those things that. I don't regret it. I still like seeing Minnesota's logo in the graphics, so Oh yeah. Penn State though. Uh we gotta talk about them a little bit. Nice bounce back win. Minnesota's not a horrible team, and I not think they're a good one, but they're not a bad team. Penn State bounce back. They have Ohio State this upcoming week. What are the odds they uh pull off the upset? It'll be big noon kickoff, I think, again.
2: Whoa.
3: Why is that not a night game? It, I feel like Ohio State at Penn State should always be a night game.
2: Yeah, why why in the hell? They pick Minnesota for the whiteout when they got Ohio State the next week.
3: It's probably because of the, the the game time. The game time should be eleven a.m. Can if... I can I propose something to college football? Go ahead, Tommy. Can we just make all
1: top fifteen teams if they're playing someone make them play at like seven p.m.
3: Six thirty to seven. I like that. Well, just then, like you just if gotta... they are, if
1: you are, say even top ten, like if you are a top ten team, you should be playing at night.
3: Yeah, and I want to see one top 25 team play every Thursday. Yeah, that's uh, what I want.
2: My argument against that is uh, I don't have enough eyes to watch all those games.
3: Oh, I'll find a way.
2: <laughs> 15 TVs. I'll go to B-dubs. <laughs> well, there you go. It's
3: the answer. Yeah. Uh, that that's uh, That game next week, though, is a big game, Penn State, Ohio State. It's the best team Ohio State's going to play so far by, by quite a big margin. I don't think Ohio State's going to lose. I just don't think that there's anybody else outside of Ohio State and Penn State that can play with – or Ohio State and Michigan that can play with those two teams in the Big Ten.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think Ohio State will probably win by double digits. They're favored by double digits. Like That's the thing about the Big Ten is those two teams haven't played a
3: game which they haven't been favored by ten points at least at all. Like that's that's not it's not as entertaining as you as you would like, and we have to see him on Big Noon Kickoff every week, playing Iowa, playing Indiana. It's so like that's not it's just not entertaining.
1: Um, big Ten West is the equivalent of like a bunch of West Virginias in a conference. Oh, it's worse than that.
2: Yeah, I'm real, You're
3: talking I, Illinois. Illinois, the best team,
2: away from the few Big Twelve games they show. I'm about to, I'm about ready to not ready to write the pack write the fox off of my tv my well, god
3: and fox was doing i thought fox the last couple of years was like kind of creeping up there against espn this year i mean they have lost their credibility man i'm just gonna be honest with you they have lost their credibility
2: and give Gov, give gus johnson better games in than iowa
3: thank you it's like it's literally like i don't even know it's like taking a, a complete suppressant drug while you're while you're on cocaine i want to i want i want you can't put gus johnson with iowa
2: <laughs> what was he going to scream about oh they got four yards on that run come on and the punter took off and he got killed at the
3: line of scrimmage
2: <laughs> I mean to be depressing sucks. to be Gus Johnson these days
3: yeah I'd be depressed oh they, you know what <laughs> happened whenever Gus got sick against Nebraska and Oklahoma it's because he saw his upcoming schedule he said oh my god I got Iowa
2: <laughs> twice I said I might size oh you scored OU scored 49 points that you said uh, this might be the most points I see all year if you in Iowa play all year. He was right. <laughs> oh, God. They're gonna send they're
3: gonna assist, send Gus Johnson out to pasture if he can't get into, uh, you know, not an Iowa game. Let's get let's let's give Gus Penn State Ohio State's adequate Gus game. But I like I'd yeah. like to see Gus call, I don't know, I'd like to see Gus call the butt game this week, Baylor, Texas Tech. That'd be fun.
2: Oh, that'd be awesome. Points. Yeah. A lot of screaming.
3: Yeah. <laughs> He's got to get away from the cop speed.
2: Oh, yeah. We'd love to hear it.
3: Uh, let's talk about LSU Ole Miss though. This is a game that uh, was uh, pretty, pretty back and forth. Uh, ended up with LSU coming up on on top by 15 points. We kind of crucified Brian Kelly a little bit. I don't know if we did as a specific podcast, but uh, media did when they lost to Florida State. It was kind of looked like it might be a shit show this year, but they've really corrected that. They've they're now six and two. Brian Kelly doesn't seem to fit LSU's culture. Uh, you know, he's not Ed Orgeron. Um, you know, he's not Go Tigers. But he's a damn good
2: football coach. Always has been. But this was, was only thing I thought it was a 25-point win.
3: I think they was it? I thought they won 45-30. I could be wrong. I
2: thought it was 45-20. Oh,
3: it was 45-20. You're right. I thought it was 45-30. Yeah, I,
2: don't I thought know it was a that. bit
3: of a bit of a pissing.
2: Pissing oh, on. Well, Ole this was, was up
3: about halftime, 20 to 17.
2: They were up like 17 to 3 at one point, too.
3: Yeah.
2: I don't know what happened. Death Valley got to them.
3: You know what happened? Here we go.
0: It was garbage time touchdowns, is what it was. Another week of garbage time touchdowns. are were actually garbage time touchdowns. They had a, they? they had a touchdown with two minutes to go that made it worse than it really was. Although although uh, I mean Ole Miss didn't score in the second half at all. Not one point. Either. They got LSU shut down.
2: They, yeah, got they got dom- shut down. Dominated man. LSU. What's the record now? Like six and three. Six and two. Six and two. Lost and to Tennessee
3: good. and I lost to Florida State.
2: They're a good football team. If they won that
3: game against Florida State, we would have to be kind of talking about them as a top ten team. I mean, that's just the truth. They'd be seven and one with a loss to Tennessee. I think there's a chance LSU can beat Alabama too at home at nighttime. Oh
2: boy, would I love to see that? Uh LSU would it.
3: be ranked above Oklahoma State right now. If they had beat if they had beaten Florida State, yeah, thousand percent.
2: One billion percent. 1, Are they even ranked? Are they is LSU ranked right now?
3: At number 18, I
2: think.
0: Uh, yeah they're they're 18 Is uh, this last weekend
3: uh is this the first week when is that? Uh, next after next week will be cultural playoff yeah. rankings after
0: next week so yeah. unless you to win for me to care about it
2: you already ready uh, to yes there's always there's always there's always, a, there's always one shocker in there in, in the first cultural bowl ranking like what in the hell is happening right now i'll tell you who it's gonna be right now i've already got it it's gonna who be it's gonna be
3: south carolina they're, they're gonna be like number sixteen. And we're gonna be like, what the fuck? Because they're SEC and they have two losses.
2: Um, give me ai am gonna say Oregon. I think Oregon's gonna be number five somehow. That would be. That would be shocking. Shocking.
0: And what if they just No. What if they? No. They're gonna load up the SEC. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna be Georgia, and then they're gonna go Ohio State or Tennessee. Then they're gonna go. Michigan or Clemson then Alabama so four of the five top t- five teams are going to be
3: it is incredible that we just don't care that Alabama has a loss
2: we don't care at all because right, we, we already know where they're going to be at the end of the season yeah but, the it,
3: but it's just ridiculous to me like they that doesn't matter like there there's certain teams that just get it uh, don't get afforded that at all like I, I yeah, T- but TCU TCU has zero losses and they're somehow up, and they have the best resume of anybody, wins wise, and they're behind yeah. Alabama, who has one loss and has no ranked wins. They they should absolutely
0: be above Alabama, but Alabama's yes. loss is is a good loss, like it's an incredible. Yeah, incredible agreed, loss. agreed. But so is
3: Oklahoma State's loss.
0: Like, yeah, but I mean it's it, it's not as good as Alabama's.
3: Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think there's a chance that we see Tennessee get exposed, but that's just me. Maybe
2: I'm well, wrong. Well, there's an
0: absolute chance we see TCU get exposed too. Oh yeah, yeah, certainly. There's certainly. more of a chance of that than I
3: think Tennessee.
2: Does, the, does Tennessee yeah. got Georgia this yeah. week, or is it Missouri? Uh, they
3: have Tennessee next week. It'll be November 5th. They have, I think, yeah, I think you're right at Missouri.
2: But we've seen Missouri be a little frisky. They <laughs> have took down the dogs. Yeah, we, we
0: saw we saw be frisky once. I think.
2: Yeah, it was. It, uh, yeah. But, I, was but, in Ocon, I was in Ocon, throwing back shots, getting pumped. <laughs> what well, do you think about Kentucky though? Or oh, actually, no, they play
3: Kentucky this next week, and then Missouri Tennessee? after Tennessee. Yeah, so they have Kentucky at home this week.
2: That's that's what you call a trap game.
3: That's what you call a trap game, isn't it? I like yeah. Kentucky. That I will. I'm going to bet Kentucky spread. I don't think they're going to win, but I'm going to bet Kentucky spread regardless of what it is. Mark Stoops, good coach, disciplined team. That's going to be a close game.
1: Um, did, but, Benny, did Benny Snell? guy who plays for the uh, Steelers,
3: did he play for Memphis or Kentucky? Kentucky. Kentucky. He did? Oh.
1: Okay. That's what
3: I thought. He, he had that his... crazy year. He ain't playing for the Steelers anymore, though, because Jalen Warren took a
2: spot. Hey. Thanks. Give Jalen Warren, the starting running back, roll over Najee. Najee, sorry ass.
3: <laughs> Jalen Warren is a dog. An absolute dog. I love him so much. And every time they show him I, – I, okay. So, at uh, the Oklahoma State games, they do a little portion called the Pro Pokes, and they put him on the Jumbotron – this year we're actually including Tyree Kill, which was something I did not expect. But
0: uh, it's really odd that we're claiming him again. We, we get should. some
3: cheers. We should. Uh, not really. Uh, I mean, got he got. doesn't get much. But Jalen or Malcolm Rodriguez gets a lot of cheers. Jalen Warren, though, when I watch that, he, of all the people that are in the NFL, he's definitely my favorite player. A thousand percent. Just love him.
0: Tyler Wallace is up there.
3: Yeah, I guess that's true. But Jalen
0: Warren is just a oh well, Malcolm too. Malcolm kind of was the anchor of that defense. Hey.
2: Free Tyler Wallace. He Please, doesn't dear get any with the Ravens. Please
3: do. And when he does, Lamar overthrow him by 25 oh, that
2: yards. Was, that was a walk in touchdown.
3: He I overthrew. know. We got to get him off the. It, it, every OSU player gets drafted to the AFC North, and then that's just a joke. Please get them off those teams.
2: I'm telling you, the Ravens see a player from Oklahoma and they cream.
3: They see yeah.
0: anybody from the Big 12, and they're like, we got to get him.
3: Got to have
2: him. Yeah. And now.
3: Just, Justice, too. Justice Hill. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Mark Andrews is having a good career, though.
0: Oh love Yeah, except
3: guy. except he didn't get a fucking ball thrown to him. He had two. Zero catches.
1: He he literally had zero catches. Calvin Calvin, I may have lost to an infant child this week in fantasy. <laughs> I scored 44 points. Yeah. Oh my
0: goodness. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I, I put up 94. 44. I, I up to Kobe Brissett as a quarterback.
2: you you lost by 50. and in in Your opposing team didn't even have a hundred points.
1: <laughs> I dude, I got I mean, I didn't have Cooper Cup or Jalen Hurts, which is
3: basically 90% of my team. So oh, you guys will never guess who I started quarterback, and I won. Taylor Heineke. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: yeah. You won with Heineke? I, I, I with Jacoby
3: Brissett, man. I have uh, Josh Allen, and he was on a bye week, so I had to start yeah, somebody yeah. else.
2: I picked up uh, Tua. and had a solid 15 points. There you go. Well, I mean, Taylor Heineke got me 14.4. It's pretty good. And hey, you see that ball he threw at the end of the game where his eyes were closed? no but that's not shocking at all <laughs> he's he's, he's the new ball. ryan fitzpatrick he really is hey hey fitz magic he made a career off some magic
3: moments what should it's we Tyler call heineke time what should we call heineke now fitz fitz yeah. fitz heineke taylor
2: heineke uh, yeah taylor heineke <laughs> <laughs> oh boy all right hey let's speaking talk of, uh go ahead quarterbacks, how about sam ellinger being a starting quarterback for the indianapolis colts
0: i think they're giving up they've
3: given up puts crazy. Put, put the fullback in. Let him throw.
2: Yeah. Wow. It's basically running a wildcat.
3: <laughs> yeah, it is.
0: No, they <laughs> said, they said, start the backup. Coach, you sure you know who the backup is? No, who is it? Ellinger. Oh, shit. All right. Well, come
2: <laughs> Here we go. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a, so, we're benching Ryan. We got to take him out. He sucks. Oh, has, we, who do we got, has coach?
1: Ice, <laughs> has Matty Ice become a nice, lukewarm temperature water?
3: Oh,
2: yeah. Matty Ice. I think he's done. I'd be shocked. I mean, I'd be shocked if Matty Ice can run faster than five miles per hour. I mean, that guy is slow. Yeah, he is a
3: tackling dummy at this point. I think. I think he's probably done. Yeah, I agree. He's
2: like Philip Rivers in his last couple of years. Like, oh, Just, just give it up.
3: <laughs> please go coach high school,
2: please. Yeah. <laughs> Anything but throw the football on the field. Philip Rivers.
3: Philip Rivers has enough kids to field a whole fucking football team. Yeah. And just get his kids in the, into the into the sport. He'll have a good team.
2: If you ever if you ever want to watch a good YouTube video, you just need to watch uh, um, Philip Rivers talking shit because he doesn't cuss. Oh, yeah. so he just starts screaming at people. <laughs> it's hilarious. Thanks, <Dang> Flavon. <laughs> I love the one where he goes ninety-yard awesome. touchdown. He said, "Bro, chill out." Ninety-yard
1: touchdown. <laughs>
2: so awesome. Hey, let's
3: let's move to Oklahoma State, Texas. Now we got Calvin back here. Yeah. I was there in person homecoming. Uh, Great, great game. Obviously there was times where it did not feel like that, Uh, but incredible crowd. It just an awesome atmosphere for, for college football. So to get a win was awesome. Gavin, what were your takeaways though?
0: Uh, That's, that's the loudest I've heard that crowd in a very long time that, that place was rocking. And I I know they moved all the uh, homecoming awards to the third quarter this year and all that and no one left the stadium like it seemed like the whole place was packed from start to finish even when things kind of got out of hand for a second there for Texas uh but geez man the offense was kind of anemic for a while in the second and third quarter which always is the story of an Oklahoma State game uh but geez I I, it was a win that that I'm gonna win I'll I'll remember for a long time because it was a comeback victory we had a couple picks there at the end we we had a Awesome offense! I hadn't seen a running back like Bijan Robinson in forever. I've probably never seen somebody like Bijan Robinson uh, in person, and to to beat that team was pretty incredible in, in the way it, it happened as well. So
2: yeah, I'll tell you one thing: Texas is a they have a master's degree in blowing games in the most mind-blowing way possible. It's I insane. man. Uh, my my biggest question is why why did they quit handing the ball off to Bijan? I mean, that guy gets seven yards of carry.
0: Well, uh, there there was something to. It's funny you say that. Texas rushing the entire game averaged 6.4 yards, and, and they just stopped running the ball.
2: Well, Qu- Quinney was overthrow a ball, interception. It's one of the two.
3: The thing I, I do want to say, though, the, the first half, they ran the ball. They had a couple of massive runs for touchdowns. They were running some counterplay, and Gundy during his press conference was like, we were guarding that completely wrong, and we changed that in the second half. They, oh, did, so not, they, they did not run the ball very well in the second half at all. There was two or three runs where Bijan pushed a pile for about ten yards. I think they ended up running the ball for forty-eight yards in the second half. So the first half they had like two hundred yards running the ball. So it was a, a stark difference, and just uh, uh, I think a schematic error that we made, and it was yeah, obvious. It, I mean, they put thirty-one up in the first half and three in the second half. They
0: uh, they had a play that they would it would either it'd be a run to the outside or they'd swing past it to the outside. That I mean
1: was completely was open. Wide was a
0: walk in touchdown that that got shut down in the second half. So that is it's a good it, point. Like, is it
1: that, uh, that Xavier Worthy will swing?
3: Yeah. You can't yeah. stop it. You can't no. stop it. That. that ghost motion. Yeah, there's no hey, way to stop it.
2: Xavier Worthy is so fast. It's insane how fast that man oh, is. I,
3: he's very fast, but I don't know if he can track a ball. <laughs> oh, my there god. No. There's a couple deep balls. It was like, whoa, whoa, why was he you running think- there?
2: Do you think that uh, that pass in the end zone that was it was an underthrown? Or do you think Xavier Worthy made a bad play on the ball? Oh
3: no, that that was a good throw. Um, uh, there was a lot of bad throws. That was not a bad throw.
0: He threw that. I was like, oh, that's a touchdown. And when it when he went out of bounds, I was like, oh my gosh, like wait, that is that is ridiculous.
3: There was also a lot of plays though. I thought he had a lot of overthrows and a lot of balls that got tipped that we could have picked off that we weren't just a foot or a, a couple of inches away from making a big play and picking it off. And eventually you saw that in the, the end of the game, the fourth quarter, we had a couple, you know, overthrows that ended up picks. The, uh, the one thing I do want to say, I know a lot of people are going to talk about Texas blowing this game. They blew the game and they, you know, they were up or whatever. The game was close throughout the game. Oklahoma State threw a pick in the end zone to tie the game at 24, right before half. Uh, we missed a field goal. Like, we had our own screw-ups, too. Like, uh, this whole thing that, like, Texas is inherently, like, just a better team. Like, that's not, it's not true. That's just not true. And we had six starters out in the game, and we, we were just a tougher team. More disciplined, more tough. We're a better program in Texas, I'll just say. We're a better program than them. And that's why I won the game. Simple as Shock,
2: that. Shocking news. Another football team is tougher than Texas.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and just real quick, I'm glad the penalty thing didn't get out of hand after Saturday. But it was a bit ridiculous that people kept talking about the, the, the penalty situation.
2: Oh, well,
3: yeah, yeah. Do you want them to just not
0: call false starts
3: and offsides? They had eight of them. Yeah,
2: yeah that's the saying. Like, I think like eight of their penalties were live balls, were live ball uh, um, penalties. So, like, before I mean, that's on them. That's yeah, on really. them. Yeah.
3: Uh, th- uh,
0: yeah, and and one of the fourteen was declined anyway. So it's 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 like oh, just ridiculous. And
3: then also they had the uh, like Oklahoma State had a uh, Stephon Johnson make a catch at the three yard line that he got his hands obviously under the ball, and then they called it incomplete uh, because it was on, on the field called an incomplete. And then they had. A turnover, a literal, like a punt muff that we didn't even touch. Brennan oh, yeah, to Presley
2: didn't touch that ball. Yeah. Brennan Presley did so not touch we that can, ball.
3: We cannot act like the referees were out to screw Oklahoma or out to screw Texas. That's just not not the truth. There's Dude, an Brett undisciplined didn't team.
0: Call anything. The ball the, the ball hit the ground, doesn't touch Brennan, and he's just standing there. I'm like, yeah. you gotta make a call. Like you can't just say stand yeah. like that.
3: And they stood there for 15 minutes. He's supposed minutes to throw that excited. little bean bag. Yeah, but well you can't throw the um, beanbag if you have no clue, though. That's like if you have no clue, then it's not a fumble. Like usually, that's just the way they decide things.
2: The the difference in that game is that Oklahoma State is just by far the more disciplined team.
3: Yeah. Oh, but we we oh. had we had six starters out, and our team was getting banged up. JP uh John Paul Richardson is on the sideline getting an IV. Apparently, just came right back on the field. Just said, "All right, I'm fucking playing." Like they're just tougher. I mean, that's just that's just the, the teams
2: that tougher and more disciplined usually win the football games, and that's what happened.
3: Yeah, that and I think cool. we don't talk about that enough, man. We don't talk about we talk about recruiting, and that's that's awesome, and that it does matter at uh, uh, the big time programs. But Texas is not a big time program right now. There's not.
2: Oh, not not at all. I, mean, I think it's been twelve straight years that they have at least four losses each season. It's insane. They it
3: went ten and four one of those years, but yeah, it's it's nuts. How do they, how do you consistently do that? I at this point,
1: like, how is Texas not figured it out? How have you not found a coach? Like one like, one or two one or two
3: seasons at a time.
2: And I think uh, it's sad to say that Sarkisian is by far the best one they've had since Mac Brown, and he's had seven losses his first year, and he already has three losses this year.
3: I don't uh, know, Drew. I think, I, I think Tom Herman's a better coach than Steve Sarkisian. I really do. Oh,
2: well, I don't know. A better
3: head coach. Steve Sarkisian a better offense coordinator. But Tom Herman was not a bad coach.
0: There's already a line out for uh, TCU and Texas on November 12th for some reason. What's the line? Uh, Texas minus seven. Huh.
2: So how, how, do watch, at, at how do you watch? How do you watch both those? How do you watch both those teams play and say, "Yeah, Texas."
3: Yeah, I, I don't know, guys. I think I'd bet more. on Texas.
2: Uh, uh, I just think I think but TCU's that's still, a better team. That's
3: still more. I mean,
0: you just talked about the disrespect to TCU. It's that's that's even more disrespect to TCU. The game's three weeks from now, and we're, yeah. we're already giving Texas a, a, a touchdown lead.
3: No, I just think it speaks to the parody in the Big Twelve more than anything. I, I, I this is a good time to talk about it, though. Do you guys think TCU is a top seven, six, seven team? What do you think about TCU? Like, are they yeah. are they good enough to compete with an Alabama?
2: They're good. Uh, they're good. I just I think they're uh, a solid top ten team. Yeah, that's when what. I, that's they, once, what I'd once, say. once you get up to the like the upper like the the upper teams in the college oh. triple, I don't I don't think they'd be able to compete. I mean, they might be able to compete with them, but like I don't see them just, winning any of those games.
1: I just don't see like. You look at those offensive numbers. I mean, those are there for a reason. You know, they are. I mean, they're clearly the best offense in the country right now. And that defense is good enough. I think that can kind of put them over the edge. I think I I I don't know if they could beat a top four team, but they could definitely be in like a big New, Year, New Year's New Year six game and kind of throw their weight around a little bit.
2: You can de- you can definitely make an argument that they have the best receiving room in the country.
3: Oh yeah, Ohio <laughs> State. Ohio State would like a word with you, but yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm saying the one of those two.
3: Yeah, they're top two. I think I think TCU. Okay, call me crazy. I'm just sure going to go and say it. I think TCU is better than Clemson right now.
2: Ooh, yes. That, ooh, I, I think I'd probably take Clemson if they play, but it's close.
3: Depends on where the game's at, but I can't tell you that Clemson has looked super convincing.
2: Well, they have. They definitely have every single one of their the wins against like teams that have a chance to beat them. It's a really really close game every yeah. single time. Syracuse had that game one.
3: Oh, sir. I thought they were hey,
2: going to. We we said it this whole week. We have to respect
3: Syracuse because Syracuse is a good team. I don't I don't want to take that away from Syracuse and say that, you know, Clemson just kind of lollygagged their way to win. Because Clemson's, or Syracuse is a formidable opponent. They're a very good team. But to have four turnovers, to put your backup quarterback back in at home and to to only win by six, and that's supposed to be like the team of the conference. Like, I don't know, man. Like that's just it's
2: tough for me to buy that. Yeah. It, it wasn't convincing. See, I think if they go up, if I think if Clemson played Ohio State, I think Ohio State might win by twenty points. If that would be a playoff matchup,
3: but we haven't seen Ohio State play really anybody.
2: Yeah, but like when they do, like they're doing, they they doing what they're supposed to do, though. That's oh, their, certainly, they're, yeah. they're beating the shit out of people.
3: Yeah, that's a good point. Their 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 winning margin has been a lot uh, a lot mar- larger than uh, the other teams that are in the top four. I guess Georgia. Georgia's probably up there, too.
2: Speaking of Ohio State, Marvin Harrison Jr. is a freak. He might be the third, second or third best guy. Yeah, I mean, I
3: you definitely have to say JSN's better than him. I think Emeka – what's his name? Emeka. Ekbuka. 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 He's, he's pretty solid he's also too. A freak. Yeah.
2: And then they got Julian
3: Fleming, too. I don't think he's as good as the other guys, but he's, yeah, certainly not bad.
2: Yeah, that offense is insane.
3: Yeah, and I don't know if there's a defense this year like Georgia's that can stop them from last year. Like Georgia's defense last year could stop anybody. I don't think there's, there's that defense this year. If I
2: if I had to pick a team to win the national championship for everything I've watched so far this year, I think it will probably be Ohio State.
3: Yeah, yeah, uh, boy, Tennessee and Ohio State would be an awesome game. Oh, I love That's it. It's so fun.
0: Can I touch on TCU a little more?
3: Yeah, go Go back. Let's go back to TCU.
0: You don't think? I, I'm just looking. And I was strictly looking at scores and I've, I've watched a lot of their games weirdly, but I, man, it's hard to say that they're not a top five team in the country. Man. Their resume, their resume is their just resume, as good as
3: anybody's. Yeah. But the only problem with that Calvin is that we talked about this a little earlier is that they've been facing a backup quarterback every game, or at least somebody that's been hurt. And that is an issue because it's not going to happen all year. You're going to run into unless, they keep, unless they keep taking them out. like I guess, I guess. Yeah. I guess mm-hmm. if they continue to injure everyone.
0: Yeah, I mean they're going to beat West Virginia, they should beat Tech. Uh, they'll, they beat Texas at home and then beat hey, Baylor and Iowa State. They're cruising to
2: That Tech game will be a shootout. I'm T-C- telling you right Tech.
3: now. I'm telling you right now. That Tech Tech is going to win that game. I'm telling you right now.
2: That's going to be a shootout.
3: I like I like Texas Tech against TCU. Why? Tech Tech's hot, man. They're a good team. With Bear Morton, Tech is a really good team. I maybe not really good, but a, a very solid team. They they beat uh, West Virginia by 38. I, West,
0: Virginia, I, West Virginia is sorry, though, man. I I know, but I'm just saying... They've won one game. <laughs> what makes them hot? They've won one out of their last three. How are they hot?
3: I'm telling you right now, with Barry Morton, they're a different
0: team. Sure, that's fine, but they'll have won one game in four weeks. That doesn't. I don't think that qualifies to, to be a hot
3: team. Uh, I, okay, well, they also played all the teams that were before that. They were all ranked opponents. So, they weren't going to – that wasn't a t- time that they were going to get, you know, a couple, stack a couple wins. I'm just yeah. telling you, I think Tech is a really, really bad team to be playing right now.
0: I guess so, yeah. It's just, it's just going to be tough because they got, they got Baylor, then they got – then they'll play TCU. So,
3: so, it's so, so does TCU play uh, – who? Tech? I think Tech yeah. will be Baylor. Oh, that's going to be – that'll be – I think I, the not, winner of that game – I don't like
1: Baylor. I hate Baylor. They're not good.
0: You, you hate, hate them the this them year
3: well. or in general? I hate them this year. Very much. They're very wishy-washy this year. I,
0: in the grand scheme of things, I don't think they matter, but I think I mean they could beat a tech for sure.
3: Yeah. I think Baylor could upset TCU later in the year, too. I mean, mm-hmm. last year, last year we didn't
2: expect Baylor to lose to TCU because TCU is terrible and TCU somehow upset them. It's just a, I a rivalry. Think it, on any Baylor given good. day. On any given day, other than West Virginia, I think anybody in the conference can beat anybody.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right about that, except for – I don't want to say it, but OU in Texas this year. That didn't seem like that could happen.
2: Nah. <laughs> Just West Virginia.
3: Uh, Dude, I do want to – okay, so TCU plays at West Virginia this, this week. Is that right?
2: No. Uh, I don't know. I think – Oh, yes, that's
3: right. Sorry, yes. yes. So I'm looking through it. It looks like TCU at West Virginia has been either a one point game or a loss, or a one possession game, or a loss every year for TCU at West Virginia.
0: This TCU team's different than majority of TCU teams, man.
3: Even when it was 2014, though, and they were one of the best teams in the country, they barely won one by one point.
0: What West Virginia's a little better back then, too, weren't they?
3: Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. I'm just I'm just telling you, history is not kind to them. Yeah, that's fine.
0: And Vegas, as of now, has TCU at seven and a half point dogs or favorite. Sorry, favorite. Only seven.
1: Is it and crazy a half to half. say that this TCU team is better than the Trayvon Boykin TCU teams? Yes, yes. That's very crazy. You think that's crazy? Those yes. teams
3: were good enough to win a national championship. I, I mean, how can been... you tell me that this TCU team this year is not?
2: Because Matt Douglas is not as good as Trayvon Boykin.
3: They also didn't have that the defense that they had then. They had well, uh, four or five course, in a... a thousand times better. than Boy can that's
2: that's. Oh, I don't better. know. Josh Dobson, Josh Doxson Doxson was freak. awesome. They also had Aaron, Aaron Green is a really good running back. Yeah, they had, uh, they had Turpin. Turp. Oh, Turpin. Now we're talking. We're talking real Big Twelve
3: football. We talk Turpin. That man, guy was. I'm, he's he and Darius Davis are the same player.
0: Basically. That's fair, man. But but this wide receiver core is crazy. They got they got Quentin Johnson, uh Tay Barber, some, Savion Williams, all those boys. Yeah, the the guy that's they,
3: they, a true freshman, Jordan Hudson, doesn't even really play very much. And when he played, he was a freak too. Yeah,
0: no, he's he's got a to touchdown on the year.
3: Yeah. Okay, hey, I want to go through these real quick. We'll uh, click. We'll, we'll go through our conference championship games that we picked before the season and kind of update them, kind of get our reaction and what we're thinking maybe now, because um, that's obviously changed. A couple of these, Tom might have one of the worst picks I've ever seen. It's it's incredible that it's on there. Because it, it did make sense before the season a little bit. But Tom, I want to go ahead and just call you out for this one. Ohio State would have been taking on the Northwestern
2: Wildcats. <laughs> hey, no,
3: hey, hey. I saw, you know what I
1: saw on Twitter today? There is a chance that the four and eight Northwestern yeah. can get into the uh, Big Ten West and play Ohio State. There is a full on chance that that can happen. So I don't want to hear that that's insane and that's crazy. Because it might happen,
2: it, won't it happen. is very feasible. It's not feasible. Illinois it is, is, just, uh, I, it is. It, Illinois is I'm better. The Illinois would kick the shit out of Northwestern. I'm
3: sorry, it's feasible. If that happens, I will never stop laughing. <laughs> if that cow. happens,
1: if that happens, I deserve an apology, Jake Bilger. All right, North, deal.
0: Geez. Northwestern has Iowa, Ohio State, Minnesota on the road. Purdue on the road and then Illinois at home to finish the season it seems
2: unlikely. They're, they are <laughs> also they're lost win- to Southern Illinois. <laughs> they're not winning a game for the rest of the season. They're Iowa Northwestern gonna, might. Be Iowa Northwestern might be the most unwatchable football game in the history of college football.
1: I refuse to believe anything y'all say. There's still a chance
2: for Northwestern.
3: The over under on that game is 37. Wait, who who, who said Northwestern wasn't
2: going to beat Illinois? Who's, is does that? Drew. No, I said Illinois beat the shit out of Northwestern. Well,
3: Northwestern couldn't even beat Southern Illinois, <laughs> so yeah. I think they're gonna have a problem with the real thing. <laughs> uh, well, but that's
2: that's the off-brand Illini.
3: Yeah, they had it tough with the uh, the best value or great value <laughs> The
0: the pillow fight Illini, not the the fighting Illini. Right? Okay,
3: <laughs> okay. So we all we all picked Alabama, Georgia from the SEC. Those seem to be pretty solid picks. Kind of still, we'll see with Tennessee. And then uh who who I guess does does Ole Miss still have a chance? Yeah, Ole Miss still has Alabama on the schedule, so they have a chance, but it seems Purchase like is. Alabama probably good to pick. Yeah. Um, so I was the only one that picked Michigan from the biggie ten east. All of you guys picked Ohio State, those seem to be pretty lined up. Do you guys think uh, of those two teams right now, which one are you leaning towards? I think most of us probably say Ohio State, but I also think Michigan's pretty pretty impressive as well.
2: They are they are pretty impressive. I just think Ohio State's more talented.
3: They've got a line on that game already. Do you want to hear it? I would love so- to.
0: Ten and a half for Ohio State. Oh, wow. That's
2: a that's a big spread.
0: Yeah, it is. It's also like wow. a, literally a month away. So
2: I, I would hammer that Michigan spread. Really? Yeah, Plus ten and a half? Yeah, I don't know, man. On the road. I don't
1: know. There have been some track fests that Ohio State has just dumped on good Michigan
3: teams. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: But this is, I mean, this Michigan team is better than all those good Michigan teams.
3: I don't know if we can say that yet, but I do think they're very good. There was a couple of Michigan teams there with Wilton Spade that they, they were a really good team up until oh, the time that they played Ohio state, you know,
2: well, until they can prove Your they can stop. pepper years were awesome.
3: They were good teams then.
2: Yeah. But until they can prove they can stop Blake Corm, I just won't believe it. Cause they didn't do it last year. And that's for damn sure.
3: Yeah. It and was whole, uh, him and
2: Hassan Haskins. were dominating them.
3: It's a good point. It's a good point. You got to stop the run. Um, let's go through these we'll though, real happen. quick. I had uh, Wisconsin. Calvin also had Wisconsin coming to the Big Ten West. Drew, you had Purdue. Looks like Purdue is probably the best pick of the four we had for the Big Ten West. But Illinois looks like the front runner. Uh, Pac-12, we all had Oregon, so kudos to all of us um, from the north. Um, From the south, though, three Utahs and a USC. I picked USC. That might have been my best pick, actually. And that one's pretty neck and neck. Which team do you lean towards? I know Utah had the head-to-head win, but I think USC might be the better team.
2: Uh... How many pac twelve losses does USC I mean Utah have? Is just just, one. just the
3: one, just the one to UCLA.
2: Then uh I'll still lean i I'll still lean Utah since they got the tiebreaker. Fair
0: enough. I think that they have a fairly easy schedule. They have Oregon on the road.
2: Okay, never mind Ooh, then. That's a that's a big game. The next but three weeks.
0: That is so, it though. That is it.
3: Yeah, the Pac twelve has a lot of weeks off this year with Stanford, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State all being pretty down. Um, and Cal is terrible. Wow, they are really bad. And
0: USC's Plus, got UCLA on the road, too. So
3: yeah, yeah, and so that, so that and Notre Dame a- and Notre Dame. Yeah, who cares? They're terrible. I'm just telling you, Notre Dame might upset somebody. I don't think it will happen, but they are just a weird team this year. Notre yeah, Dame's yeah. a lot, a lot better than most of the Pac 12.
2: That's true. I Although,
3: I guess they lost are. to Stanford and Marshall. <laughs> that's that, that's bad. And, that's got to be one of the worst losses.
2: It's, did Stanford season. have more than a thousand people in the stands?
3: No.
0: Stanford? Well, let me look. I got the game right here. Uh, that's going to say like 60,000. Yeah, 77,000 people.
2: There's no way.
3: 77,000?
0: There's Stanford no game game?
2: way. Oh, no, talk- no, I'm talking about like Stanford this week.
3: Oh, well, let me look at that too. I can look. Oh, well, I was going to say 77,000. No chance. There might have been 7,700. I not think there was that. It said they had twenty five thousand people, which is probably <laughs> a stretch. So <laughs> certainly a stretch. That's a stretch of five hours. I mean, that's a that's a first baseman pulling a fucking groin. It's a stretch. That's a that's a day baseball game in the middle of in the middle of July. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's worse than that. You go to a Miami Marlins game, you at least see a couple people. You see a home <laughs> you could have shot a shotgun a hundred rounds, you wouldn't hit anybody. That's a
2: that's a Cubs Reds game at 1 oh. 30 on a Wednesday. In,
3: oh, dude, in Cincinnati. Yeah, in that's Cincinnati. Bad, man. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah, I'd take it, off work, buying three dollar tickets to the dude. They're also doing this things in Stanford where they're getting away tickets. I mean I'd three be... tickets.
2: i use it as toilet paper.
3: <laughs> uh, Honey, we got to look in the kids' uh, Halloween gifts. Somebody tried to put some Stanford tickets in there.
0: <laughs> hey, can I say something real quick about a random team that I, that I just remembered I wanted to oh, talk about?
3: I'd love, I'd love you to.
0: So, you know, Miami played Duke this weekend? Oh, boy, yeah, we talked about it. Did you talk about the eight turnovers? We did not. Uh, they had more turnovers on Saturday than they had the last time they played Duke in a uh, basketball game.
2: Oh, my gosh, wow. That's quite a stat. Yeah, there was a – there was eight turnovers in that game. That's as many yards as Iowa had in the first first quarter against Ohio it, State. Oh my god! <laughs>
3: <What>? <laughs> this is why numbers are so valuable, uh, t- awesome. Calvin. That was perfect timing in a segue here because in the ACC, not only uh, did we did three of us pick Miami. Oh. Uh, to go to the to to win their conference championship, I actually picked them to win the conference. So <laughs> I want to go back ahead and say oh, that that's not going to happen. Jake. That's not going to happen.
2: Oh.
1: Yeah. Oh boy.
3: For the
2: Big I'm Twelve though,
3: again. for the Big Twelve though, three You know, we had a, a three people pick OU to go to the conference championship. Two Baylor's. That th- those don't look like either one of those is probably going to happen. But we can see with yeah. Baylor. I don't know. It doesn't seem like Oklahoma is going to make a run though. But those are our conference championship picks. You guys want to yeah. update them with any any new picks?
2: Uh, give me Oklahoma State, TCU. Ohio State, Illinois. Oh, I like it. Um, Oregon, Utah. What was the other one, ACC? Yeah. Clemson. I, I couldn't tell you was on the side of the division. I think North,
3: North Carolina is in
2: the lead. Right give me North Carolina. Give me North Carolina.
3: All right. Well, that's our pod. We're going to get uh, – we're gonna get some some picks later on this week we'll have a preview pod but uh, false engine